what's going on everybody welcome back to another episode of old turps podcast brought to you by the good folks at new amendment uh this is a this is a quick turnaround for us we're going back to back this week a uh, little little nba road trip we got kevin and okc stuck there for a couple days so we thought what else is he gonna do besides talk to us about basketball uh this is andy terrell i'm here with kevin herder travis valman reese Bamona. um we're going to be talking all things Terps today. Uh, first things first, Kevin, this is a question episode, so I'm going to just start you with one. Georgetown, that game-winning block, you have any idea that was going to happen? or, or you know? And then after it happened, just kind of describe, did we go out that night? I, I'm not going to say it. That's how we're starting off the show. Absolutely. Uh, that was like singly one of my, one of my best nights of my life. Uh, Georgetown game, you throw it back. The arena was absolutely electric. We were in Georgetown's gym, and all you heard were Maryland fans. It was like my third game of my college career. Mellow Trimble went dummy. Absolutely piggybacked us to that win. Um, Last possession, no. Honestly, it started... I forget the guy I was was guarding. He was a lefty. He was a bucket. He was a bucket. Rodney Pryor. Pryor. Rodney Pryor. Rodney Pryor. Uh, so he like caught the ball at half court. This is the final possession. We're up one. Caught the ball at half court, and low key, I was backpedaling. So immediately, I, I looked at Anthony like, "Yo, come help! Like this guy's coming downhill. Your boy needs some help." Uh, he comes downhill. Anthony sprints over, gives it up. Prior back to what's my guy's name? Took the layup. Uh, Jagan Mosley. Mosley. I'll never, I'll never forget this. Mosley, this this is Mosley. imprinted in my brain. I will never forget this shit. It is. He uh, he goes down the lane. I remember I just kind of like followed the ball, went up for the layup. And I remember it felt like like everything stopped. It was like I like went up, I blocked it, but like no one reacted like right when it happened. So it kind of felt like like the whole world stopped. I didn't really know how to react. And all of a sudden, like the buzzer was going off and it was like, oh, my God, we just won. And uh, it was it was chaotic, like the best pictures that come out of that. Our locker room was crazy after that. Like the highlights going back and watching it. Like I said, it was like my third college game ever. Uh, and we shut down College Park after that. <laughs> Fun fact, Travis and I had an econ final the next morning. And so we're walking off the court. My parents my are there. Parents our, are, academic, yeah. our academic advisor, Tasha at the time. Hopefully I'm not getting anybody in trouble. Me and Travis walk off the court. And I look at her in the face. I'm like, Tosh, there is a very good chance I am not making this this midterm. I think it was a midterm. We're making this midterm in the morning. And she was like, ha, like, yeah, make sure you guys have fun. But, like, you know, you'll be there in the morning. And I was like, it was one of those, like, I was serious. Like, Tosh, I'm, I'm not going to this midterm in the morning. We go back to College Park. We wear our team sweats out. We're rocking Maryland basketball. Went right over to turf. This was also the last night that any of us were allowed in there because they knew us after that. Walked into Terrapin Turf. We're there till closing. Absolutely hammered. I think Checo walked up and bought every <laughs> bottle of tequila in the bar. Bro, whenever the internationals were out, <laughs> whenever whenever the Croatians were out and you heard Brate, you drinking? It was a good night. It was over. <laughs> it was a good night. It was a night. They it was would a line night. up 30 straight shots. Every single time. And it, was, it, was, it was like a thing. And so we probably leave the bar. Granted, this is like a Tuesday night. You know, this is like... Like, everybody else in school had class the next morning. We go back to our – I think we went back to the dorms after the college bar closed. It was maybe 3 a.m. 
uh, Travis and Andrew are sleeping on my floor. Don't know why. Their rooms were literally <laughs> next door, and they chose to sleep on the floor with nothing. Couldn't walk. Couldn't walk. Wait, I don't know what happened. I can't. Spe- I can't really speak on it because I wasn't really there. Uh, you gotta. You're gonna have to ask somebody else on that. I don't know what happened. Just. just I don't know. So we we wake up in the morning. I think Travis got a call first, and then I got the call second. Like I said, we were in the same class. And so Tosh calls us like 8.45. I think it started. We had to be there at 9. She calls Travis. She's like, hey, like just making sure you're on the way to your midterm. I say, yep. And Travis was like, you're, say, yep, like, you're going to have to call Kevin. And so I was right above him laying in bed. And so she hangs up the phone. And he just like, like rolls over, looks up at me. He's like, we're fucked. Like, we're fucked. She, calls, she calls me. She calls me on the phone. I pick up and it was like, hey, like. Travis on the way, like, just want to make sure you're on the way to your midterm. And it was like, Andrew could tell from here, like, just so Bro, people know I'm not lying. I'll never forget this because it's on speaker. The best is when Travis hangs up his phone, then out of nowhere, you just hear, zzz, zzz, zzz. you hear Kevin's phone immediately blasting. He puts it on speaker, and it's like kind of funny at first, like, haha, like, no, I don't feel very well. I'm not going to go. To like, Kevin, Kevin, like, pretty much dropped the mic and said, no, Tosh, like, you don't get it. I'm not going. Like, I will not go. <laughs> and she's like, you're, you're kidding. And Kevin's like, Tosh, I'm not going. I'm just being dead, dead point blank with you. And the phone just hung up and, you know, it ended up being fine. But I always laugh at those situations where even though, like, I was a walk-on, didn't play. Well, I didn't go to school. <laughs> I didn't go to class. <laughs> Bro, I, I played basketball there. Like, that was it. Whenever we won, there was no class the next day ever. Like it didn't, it did not matter. If there's a road trip, I got to have class at five p.m. two days later. I'm not going, you know. So it, it's just different. I will add into that the reason that you were able to get away with that is also because you got good grades. Like they were moron. If you were going to, if you weren't going to class and you're sitting there like flunking out of school, like no, they sent advisors with you to go make sure you're sitting in class. They made you go to study hall and emails like. Regardless of what happened, you're going to get good grades. You got a little bit more of a leash if you were sitting there and, and you're dropping A's in class, and it was like, "Hey, you missed one here, or there. We had a big win last night. You know, felt a little sick the next day." So we all took care of business. People don't know, like Travis and Reese are two of the smartest people I met. Andrew just figures it out. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just somehow, so we, I just somehow <laughs> figure it, squeak it, squeak it by. We uh, so we figured out. We rescheduled that midterm. Travis probably got like a 97. I think I rolled out of there with. Maybe a actually no that one I did really well in yeah you did um, you did so you one, do on that one yeah, yeah you did I, think I rolled out of there with like with like an eighty four or something so it ended up working out but you know I was I was too sick I think the mindset was like Tosh trust me you do not want me going to this midterm yeah, yeah, in the current right, shape yeah. that I'm in like hey I'm doing I'm actually doing I'm doing you a favor by not yeah. going the craziest part of that story is you you told her like look Tosh I'm not going and you hung up you rolled over like you're going back to bed. So now I had to call her back because she's thinking I'm going to the test. And I'm like, hey, hey, Tosh. And she's like, Kevin's not going. You got to go get him. Make sure you bring him with you. And I'm like, look, Kev's not going. And also, Tosh, I'm not going. <laughs> and she was like, Travis, you got to be kidding me. Whatever. This is a midterm. You can't just miss this. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you. And then probably the wild, wildest part of the story is after that, I hung up the phone. I think I rolled over on the floor and went back to bed. Dude, like, I think the, right. the craziest part for me was 
I couldn't see for the next like nine hours. <laughs> like I lost vision at one point. I was I, I it's tough for me to describe because that was one of those nights where we were in the way back of turf. I'll always remember that. We were in the way back of turf and we had our own little group back there. It wasn't like, you know, that many people were bothering us and all that. Like we just kind of did our own thing. Which was rare at, at College Park bars because they're small, like Bentleys, you could never go anywhere. Like even as like walk ons, like we could barely fit places. And that was one of those nights it just carved out a perfect little spot. We could just we got fucked up, we were dancing, like we just had a good time. So to answer anybody's question, did you guys drink during the season? <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> we were getting ham sauce. <laughs> Remember only when we won? Right only we won. Only on wins. Only yeah, after it was wins. The, it was the it right was. times. We it would was know. Legitimate. It was after W's. It was. And if there were, and if we had time off. Home. Yes. 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 And it would be. We were smart with it though. It usually, when we saw a Friday or Saturday night game at home, we wanted to win that more than ever. ever. You want to win that, and you want to be out to the frats, and then right out to the bar. Trust me. Those Shout are the out. games you want bad. Shout out Anthony Cowan. This happened oh. on more than one occasion. Bruh, We'd be not sitting only... in the, the under four timeout, and we were winning. Like, we're at home. We're like, we know we're about to win this game. Anthony would literally turn to me as we're sitting there waiting for turds to come in the huddle like, yeah, we getting fucked up tonight. Like, it was like, <laughs> like we, were already, we were already talking about like, hey, yo, like, yo, we got the pregame right after. Yeah, then we'll go out. Like, it was the best thing was winning at home on the weekends because you we were just like, the night after was just chaotic. Bro. I used to, people think I had the towel for symbolism. I had that so people couldn't read my lips when I'm asking Brendan if he's got everything lined up for after. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting back there whispering to him. I said, you got the 30 stack. You got, you know, everybody know pregame 221 varsity. Shout out, hey, shout out this. If you live at the varsity and you're in room 221. 221. That room has seen some shit. <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> about fifteen dogs. I mean, it's just seen a lot of shit. So we gotta get uh, that guy on the pod. Also, we gotta get him a, on, as did. a guest, as a guest, and listen to. Uh, we need to hear what Dude. the what the spirit, the ghost, the demons are like in two twenty one. We're renting out two two one. If you live in the varsity college park, the varsity room two twenty one, you gotta somehow give us a shout. Hit me on Twitter. Hit Kevin. It doesn't matter. Hit somebody on on Instagram or Twitter. We're going to rent that room for, from you for a weekend just to relive the college days. So give us a shout out. We, we'd, love to, we'd love to hear from you. Um, I would also like to give the, the full scope of that story too. Turgeon tried his hardest to not let us party. The practices oh. in the morning. Uh, we'd get back from road trips. We'd be sitting on the bus. We'd, we'd come from the airport. And it's like they would – you could tell like there was certain nights where like he knew it was too late for us to like rush into the varsity and go out. But the nights that we got back at like 10, 30, 11, he'd walk back to the back of the bus, put his hands on two seats, lean forward and just yeah. give the fellas, let's be smart tonight. I know <laughs> we got back early. Like we got a big game on Monday. Let's be smart. We don't need to do anything. And we're like, oh, yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, we got like immediately the second that bus pulled away, we walked across the street to the liquor store getting all our stuff. <laughs> and you know, he was he was so, pulling away in the bus and he was like, damn it, those guys are going to go ham today. And there was nothing he could do about it. He he knew. But like it was also like I think the good thing about us, though, is like it was a privilege that like we earned. Right. Like we weren't stupid about it. We weren't like doing it when we were supposed to do it. That never affected practice games, anything like that. Like it was like a. You take care of business. You earn a night to just relax, chill, hang out with the guys, and whatever happened, happened. 
and I'll also add, we were also, in terms of being really smart about it, everybody, you know, you didn't go out by yourself. You were with somebody. And, again, like, it's not like we were ever, you know, going out, drinking when when we had a practice the next day or anything like that. We always had off days. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't ridiculous. We were taking the bus. We were taking the bus. Bro, do you – you're – we have another story. Andrew's on the bus coming back after the bars and fell asleep on the bus three times and went a full loop around <laughs> campus. And every, every time he called me at the start, like, bro, bus isn't moving. Bro, bus isn't moving, bro. I've been sitting here for 15 minutes. Anyway, so we were, you know, there was no drinking and driving. We were being regular. We take that walk back from the bars. Oh, man. It was a... Uh, there was some good times. It was, it was a nice walk. Time. The only the only time was before practice was I probably told this one before, but it was New Year's Eve, and the walk ons we were going out. There's no way oh, we weren't going yeah. out. It was just it was practice the next day. You know we we made sure the starters stayed in, got their sleep. Yeah. We went out. We kind of practiced the next day. One of the assistants is in our huddle. We're in the defensive <laughs> huddle, sweating our balls off. We're getting cooked. <laughs> we couldn't we guard toasted. anything. Hey, we you know, we guard anything. You know what that was? And, that was that was Kevin's rookie year. We were out in DC. He was there for New Year's Eve. Oh bro, wait, yes. Bro. I yes. remember so sitting there and one of the managers the came coach up to starts me. smelling us. Bro, it was nuts. one of the managers came up to me and was like, Bro, it smells like you're sweating vodka. You gotta get it. <laughs> I'm like faking injuries. Bro, I'm ma- dumping Gatorade on my head. I'm not gonna lie, fellas, that that day after practice. Yeah, I know I'm a slow mover. Usually, I was always the last guy out of the locker room. I kid you not. I I put a stool in the shower, and I sat in the shower for 55 minutes after that practice. <laughs> but the managers were real ones. They came out with new jerseys for some reason yeah. because they smelled so bad. It was like, yo, take your jersey, <laughs> oh, bro. Brendan, <laughs> Brendan grabbed me uh, the brand new jersey because he was like, dude, you, I mean, you. You just smell like vodka. Spraying dudes down with Febreze in the huddle. Like, here, come yeah, on. Yeah. Lift, lift up your arms and get, get, get a whiff of this. Um, okay, so real fast, speaking of big wins, Maryland just beat the hell out of Northwestern on senior night. A massive win for us, especially for seeding purposes going into uh, the Big Ten tournament. We now, I think, are sole second of – the Big Ten, which is crazy. Uh, we can speak about next week that Willard probably deserves Coach of the Year along with Collins. Uh, but in just terms of real quick going through that game, a lot of emotions. The first half was iffy. However, we played well. Northwestern hit a bunch of BS shots. Travis, you texted me that halfway through. Uh, and like any any road team, you just cool off for a little bit, and then you get some momentum from your home crowd, and it, it goes a long way. Yeah, I mean, this was like another. It was another example of like us having that like that switch, that gear that we flipped in the second half, where it was like, I mean, in the first half, North Northwestern was hitting some crazy shit. Like Chase Aldees was coming down mid range, contested. Like they were hitting anything, and I was a little bit worried because I was like, Drew, you said it. Like we shot like seventy percent from three in the first half. Like it felt like we played as well as we could, and we were still only up two. Um, but then we we flipped that switch in the second half where we got going, we got stops, we got out and ran. Don Carey hit a couple shots, Hakeem hit a couple shots, Jameer did what he did, and it was it was the perfect culmination, I think, of like a perfect Big Ten season. Like for us to run away with that game on senior night at home, Willard said he'd never had a senior night group play that well in his you know coaching career. Like that was, I think, a perfect send off and a testament to what this group has accomplished this year. 
and ten and zero at home in the Big Ten is incredible. Uh, good for the fans too. Uh, that's impressive. And I was there; it was electric. And shout out the couple fans that came up and said they love the pod. I hope you're listening today. But uh, <laughs> heck, heck of a job by the Terps to go undefeated in Big Ten at home. I mean, that's a big deal. And the fans are a huge part of it, though. Students really showed out, so it's something to be proud of for everybody. One thing that we're looking into going in this game was the matchups. You know, potentially a first team all Big Ten matchup. Boo Booey, Jameer, uh, Jameer ran away with that. You know, he had a big first half for us to obviously win at home on senior night. That was something I was watching going to that game where how was that going to go down? Uh, I think whoever had the better game, their team was going to come out on top. And Jameer on senior night in a a big matchup, I think he uh, solidified himself as, I mean, I think he should be first team. We'll see. He's first or second team in my book. Uh, I think Bowie's right up there with him. Jalen Pickett, Penn State, I think is right up there with those guys. So uh, that was a great matchup for me to see. To me, I thought like Boo Booey struggled. That game was like two guys who like probably battling for that like fifth spot because you got Chris Murray there, you got like Trace Jackson Davis, you got Edie. Boo Booey had four points, eight assists. Jameer had eighteen, three and three. Like he he killed him. He dominated. Like that was a statement testament. I deserve first team. I think he should get it now personally. And in big spots too, like. I think one of the bigger spots in any game is when it's close going into halftime. It's whoever steals that momentum going into half. You kind of hang your hat on it. It's kind of like yesterday, if anybody watched the Penn State-Nebraska game, you know, or Penn State-Rutgers game. Penn State's up by like 18, but Rutgers goes on a little run before half. Jameer hits a massive shot before half to put him up one or maybe even two. And it kind of just... slid downhill from there everything kind of went easy um and then we broke out out the lead to what 10 to 15 the rest of the game and i think that was a culmination of jameer making the right plays the entire end of the first half in order to keep that lead even with northwestern kind of hitting you know fluky shots here and there and i'm gonna say this one more time shout out again to the fans like i'm on espn and i'm like seeing like 100 percent attendance 17,950 people like that is really impressive. I know the guys appreciate it. If we could continue that type of support every game, you know, for the foreseeable future, like it's it's major, it's huge. I think that's another thing that is different about the college and the NBA game. Like momentum is massive in college, and it's such like an energy killer. If you're Northwestern and Jameer hits a tough shot like that going to the half, it's like immediately just like drop your shoulders, like goddamn, like that, like it feels backbreaking. There's so many less possessions in college, especially on the road. Like every play, every possession feels super important that like those random possessions were like, you know, he, he shouldn't have hit that shot. That was a tough shot right before it. Like there's so many more possessions in the NBA that it doesn't feel like each one is necessarily as important until you get down to the end of the game. But like right before the half, you hit a three in the NBA and you're just like, all right, we have the whole second half, like whatever, we're about to have a hundred more possessions to make it up in college. It just feels a little bit more important. So like having that momentum and the energy going into the half like that, especially at home is huge. Yeah. I, I don't disagree at all. So I know we were tweeting about this episode a lot and we started promising a lot of fans, you know, we're going to answer a lot of questions and we had a ton of questions come in, which we really appreciate. And we're going to try to get uh, to as many as we can throughout the season. But today we picked out a couple. So real fast, uh, scouting report looking ahead. We have Ohio State and then Penn State. Both are going to be really tough games. 
Uh, Ohio State is finally back on their horse. They finally won one after losing nine or ten straight. So that'll be a tough game that we can't slouch on. And then at Penn State, they're going into the tournament, uh, and they need a win. So they're going to be hungry to come get us as well. We'll touch on those a little bit more. I think we're going to have an episode in between those. I'm not sure yet. Uh, But we really want to get to kind of word on campus and go through some of these questions that you guys had for us, uh, which, again, you know, we really appreciate that type of stuff. So one of the first questions that I got that was the most typical question was, what does a game day look like for you guys? So if you guys played 7 p.m. at home, what does a game day look like? Um, You know, and, you know, we have different variations. Kevin, obviously, you played a lot more than we did than, you know, Travis and I and Reese. So, Kev, for you, 7 p.m. game, you're waking up in the morning. What kind of, you know, take us through your day on that type of stuff when you're in college? Yeah, you know, you always have shoot around. Uh, So you wake up. It's usually like the first thing you do at 10 o'clock. You show up for shoot around. Uh, go through some different things with the team. Actually, that was more on the road. Shoot around for us, we used to have in the afternoon when we were at home. So I think it was I guess like four if, hours if before at home, game. Yeah. So I guess if we're at home, you wake up, you have class in the morning as normal. Uh, you go there, you're sitting there, you're looking forward to the rest of the game. About 2 o'clock, I want to say 2 or 3 o'clock, you show up to the gym. We have our walkthrough shoot around. You go through scout, you get some shots up, you stretch. That's hugely important, those shoot rounds, like getting your body moving. And... After that, we had usually like a dead period, like two hours. Uh, they would always have food for us in Xfinity Center. We'd walk up the bleachers and they'd have a big food spread for us. A lot of guys would take it and go eat in the locker room. Uh, myself, I always took, I tried to grab like a 40 minute nap in the locker room. I'd eat and go in and we'd turn all the lights off and we had some couches in there. And Ken Oslander was, was playing Madden. Uh, so we'd go and usually take a <laughs> nap and. Andrew was probably sitting in the hot tub. (laughs) And then, you know, we we go from that nap. It was 60 on the clock. Everyone on our team had to be dressed and out on the court to start our stretch and our usual pregame routine. Uh, We'd have a couple times we'd go back in the locker room, meet as a team, and next thing you know, it's game time. I always thought it was funny seeing different people's routines where, like, Mello, he wouldn't sleep before games because he always thought it made him feel drowsy. Like Anthony would sleep sometimes. I feel like I always went and took a nap because I was so goddamn exhausted. Um, <laughs> uh, it, but it was just funny watching everybody kind of do their different type of routines. Like a lot of people took showers before games. Like it was just something that you did. Then you went, you got dressed, and then you were fired up, ready to go. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. For me, it was always just kind of make sure everybody's as relaxed as possible, sit in the hot tub and get those legs, you know, cruising and boozing a little bit. Um, okay. So we talked about the home. What about away? So I can rip, uh, I can rip the away experience and y'all can add something to it, but talk about the plane. It's too. funny. Talk about the plane too, because a yeah. lot of people want to know yeah. about like, how do you get to the plane and all that stuff? Yeah. So the main the crazy part is you're going to hear how busy this is. P- teachers think you have time on the road. You really don't. It's extremely time-consuming. So we go ahead. We we practice before we leave, uh, say 3 o'clock. You practice. We head to the bus. Chipotle's waiting for us. Uh, everyone showers, cleans up. We take we take the bus right to BWI. It's pretty sweet. The plane's waiting for us. You get off the bus. You walk off. You walk right onto the plane. 
really nice. You take the plane, say we're heading over to Iowa. Take the plane, you land in Iowa. Could be 8, 9 o'clock. This was my favorite part before COVID. You go to a real nice steakhouse. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets a good meal. Uh, it's enjoyable. We crack on each other. It's very funny. Uh, one time, I remember, Drew was spazzing on everybody at dinner. We could talk about that another time. <laughs> but uh, do that. Then we go, a couple more things. Is we go right back to the hotel. We go to the hotel. We do stretching. We watch film. We might even do a walkthrough. Next thing you know, it's 11 o'clock at night. Teachers expect you to do homework. Me, personally, I would do some, but then I'd see the rest of the teammates just probably go take a nap. <laughs> Uh, we run to the snack room. Yeah. Uh, go to sleep, fight over the snacks. Next morning, a little more chill, wake up, breakfast, shoot around, come back. And that's when you get a little free time to yourself, maybe three hours. Um, and if you weren't doing homework, you weren't doing any work. Um, so it's just tough being a student athlete. And then from there, uh, everyone did their own thing, and we go ho- over and head to the game. But extremely busy. Uh, people don't really realize that. Teachers definitely don't. So that's a tough part of being a student athlete. But um trips were always fun small things uh the salad dressing before we left to get on the bus was always just like you immediately got off the court and you went after to make sure you had a salad dressing so there's one uh the plane was significantly better when we were winning (laughs) all of a sudden our our second year we had like half the size of the plane and turned just like hey (laughs) hey fellas let's let's start getting some wins here on the road you see what type of plane we had last year and we started 20 and 2 crazy um, bro that the, was the craziest switch mid-season when we went like oh and four on the road turgeon said okay f- fuck these cupcakes uh we're going small plane now we we were in a prop plane for a little bit going two by two to the to the game it was so small at some it was point. like they had to they had to cut people out of our travel party type of thing <laughs> in freshman year we were, we were flying on the on the patriots uh robert Kraft's private jet that's what we were using freshman year. And then sophomore year, we was, were using the crop duster. But I will say, <laughs> I, I, was talking to, I was talking to some guys here, like their college experience. Most guys' planes were like the one we had our second year. So they weren't like the bigger. Like we had it nice my, my freshman year. Kentucky, talking to Malik Monk. And he would think like, all right, like they'd have it all yeah. set up. He was, like, he was like, our plane had like 15 seats. Like it was basically our team, our coaches, that's it. So I was talking like I was like, damn, like our my freshman year, we had a plane like the one we fly in in the NBA, which was like a big, huge charter thing. So we actually had it pretty good. Uh, you later find out later on the the team dinners. People didn't know it was always limited menu. Our Lord and Savior Kyle Tarp controlled that. We couldn't have butter. I remember we we had this garlic butter. I think it was actually in Iowa. We had this garlic butter that was so good. And Travis asked for a little, like a little side of it to go. So they literally came to the table, and it was like a, it was like a handoff. The the waitress came behind, like Travis reached his hand behind his seat, and they like handed him this dish of garlic butter. On the way back, we're walking through an alleyway to get back to the hotel, and Kyle like, comes up behind him, snatches the butter out of his hand, and like Gronk spikes it on the ground, like starts <laughs> laughing. It was like we weren't getting away with anything. Everything was like super no. healthy. Bro, you sides. remember the Caesar? The Caesar was crazy. You remember the Caesar dressing? Caesar dressing. How I got when I asked for that Caesar side, and Kyle saw me. It was that was the worst day of my entire life. Is that Bro, so they took our phones. <laughs> our, yeah, they our, took our phones. That was the worst. 
the dietary restrictions were not crazy. Like we were burning so many calories. Like they didn't have us like most things for the most part we could eat. It was no fries. It was no Caesar dressing, no sour cream. I think that those like the three yeah. big no nos. Like everything else was kind of like, eh, whatever. You know, you guys are pretty healthy. You're doing the right things. Eat your veggies. Those are the three absolute no goes. And and apparently garlic garlic butter and cinnamon garlic butter. butter. Oh my god, bro! It was bro. it was absolutely elite. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was. Bro, once I had a take five bar in my bag, and it wasn't like Kyle saw it, took it out of my locker, out of my bag. It wasn't one of those things. He literally said, I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> that was your pops, though. Kyle's your, Kyle's your pops. That was your pops. <laughs> that was your dad. That was your dad. It so, was. like, that, of course, he was disappointed in you. Uh, he was quite. What, what do you guys remember about going to games on the road, especially? Like, I always remembered, like, when you would get onto the bus, it was just a different type of feeling. Travis, I know you can elaborate a little bit more, too. Um, but, like, when. Travis was always late to the bus. Once, once you got from the hotel to that bus, everything just clicked a little bit differently. For the record, I was never late to the bus because if I was late to the bus, they would have left my ass in the hotel. So never. True. But no, th- listen, this is actually like when people ask what you miss most about like your college, college basketball, Maryland basketball experience. I think it was like, so you go down a pregame meal, the day of the game, on, this is on the road in the hotel. You go down the pregame meal. We had the same spread before every single game. It was like pasta, grilled chicken, salmon, all that. You eat, you grab your jersey, you go back to the room. And like Drew was saying earlier, guys had routines. So Reese was doing homework. Ant was watching Netflix and sleeping. Um, I was just sitting on my phone doing nothing for hours, Um, whatever. You know what time they tell you, okay, the game's at 7. You got to be on the bus at 5.30. We're leaving at 5.30. 5.30. Everybody needs to be on a bus. We're leaving. So guys will go on 5.15, 5.25, whatever guys are trickling on. The lights are on. You get on the bus, the lights are on. As soon as 5.30 hits, like, on the dot, the lights come off on the bus. Everybody's on, and it's dead silent, like, dead silent. Everybody's listening to music, getting their minds right, whatever whatever it is. And you're driving through this little college town, Wisconsin, Iowa, whatever, and you see people walk into the game, like, out the window, and you know, like, it's me and my group of 18, 19, 20, whatever it is on this bus against 18,000, 19,000, like it's, it's war. But I got my, my, my gang, my posse with me and we're going to, we're going to fight. And it was just one of those things where like the feeling of like anticipation, it was almost like the calm before the storm. Like it was dead silent. And as soon as you got out, you walked into like straight mayhem. It was crazy. So awesome. And that kind of leads you directly into like playing on the road every I've I've gotten a hundred questions because we always talk about how tough it is to play on the road. It's just such a different environment and such a different feeling altogether. Whereas when you're at home, you're you know four hours before the game, you're already in the locker room, and you know everybody throughout this arena. You know all the security people. You know all the food places. You know where you're going to eat. You know you have all of these regularities that are almost traditions at that point. You say hey to the same people. You fist bump the same people, and you walk on the court and you do your thing. But when you're on the road, you get there 90 minutes before the game. You don't know a single person. You're looking around. It's different people yelling at you, you know, from the bus. Everybody knows the big coach bus is the away team. You get off, and then it's a brand-new environment. And you have 75 minutes to adjust. And then, you know, it's not only just an adjustment period. And I know I didn't really have to go through it at all. But, like, you also then have to think, fuck, there's ESPN. I'm about to be on ESPN. I've never shot on this rim before. This is a brand new environment for me. 
it's just different. It's really tough to get acclimated quickly on road games, which is why I think teams start slow. And if they do start quick, you know, it sometimes it doles out, you know, midway through. I, it's just my opinion, though. But it's crazy, and we've talked about this before, in some ways, like, that whole difficult road environment challenge, like, sometimes pushes guys to, like, rise to the occasion and be better. Like, our freshman year team, we were great on the road because we would travel and just lock in. And we had no fear. Guys would be we so locked in, it. no fear. They didn't care. Our home games, we were a little bit more tentative, worried about the crowd and reactions and things like that. You know, guys got girls in the stands, this and whatever. But on the road, we were so locked in because, like, that challenge that was posed to us, we had no choice but to kind of rise up. Because, like like Drew said, it's, it's difficult. It's tough, and it's completely different than playing at home. It's completely different energy. And I think there's definitely more pressure playing at home, especially when there's expectations on your team. Like, you almost come I – ne- I never dreaded playing at home, but when you're a good team, a top-ranked team, you're expected to win at home. And I think there's an expectation that comes with the fans and then how they cheer for you at home. Whereas you go on the road, like you, like Travis said, there's 18 people. We got these 15 in this huddle. We got the 30 people sitting right behind our bench, and that's it. Like everyone else in the gym wants you to lose. Uh, they're rooting against you. And so you come together because of those numbers like it becomes one of those like like us first them like f everybody in here and it's just like it's a really fun and like uplifting feeling that sometimes playing on the road it was like it just brought you together not only the experiences of being in the hotel with your teammates and you're kind of isolated and not with the rest of your student body but then just the games like for me it was so much less pressure playing on the road because you weren't really expected to win and you only had a certain small percentage of people in the crowd that were rooting for you that when you did win and you got to silence the crowd, it was like it was better than making a crowd go crazy. And, and Kevin, you said this before a bunch of times where sometimes the expectation at home of making that shot on the extra pass, you can hear everybody getting ready to go to, you know, cheer. There's a little bit more expectation for you to make that. You know, when you get that extra pass and you're on a run, you hear the crowd collectively get ready to cheer. And then you also hear the sigh if you don't make it. So it's it's just such different energy than, you know, silencing a loud crowd where it's just you. There's just so many different expectations at home. And again, like you said, it's not like playing at home is like scary or not fun or not good. It's just different. It's, it's, it's a also, lot more fun when you're the underdog at home. Like you're the underdog. You're not expected when you have a big team come in and it's like, all right, let's go. This crowd is on the tip of their toes. If you're if you're a top fifteen ranked team, any team that walks in there, it's like there's an expectation. Let's win this game. The other thing about road games is like there's a couple of things that every single time without fail you knew were gonna happen, and that was you're gonna get some bad calls. You got you got to bake in like call it four, six, eight points of disadvantage just from getting bad calls, some home cooking it with the refs, and then there was always gonna be some random dude to average four or six points a game, and he was gonna spaz. Because home, 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 gym. He's comfortable. He's got a student section behind him. Like he's going to have a game. So all of that, like we say, like the difference between home and road. Like I think every single game, especially in the Big Ten, playing at home is another call it six to twelve points depending yeah. on the day, right? You guys think that's about Absolutely. right? Well, especially think of like the DMV though. Like how many players obviously come out of that area. Every single team had somebody from Maryland that was on their team. So every mm-hmm. scouting report, it's like, 
hey, this guy went to Paul. Yeah, this guy went to Damatha. He's walking in here. He's trying to kill us. This guy's going to go try to get 20. And that was like a thing every single game. Yeah, it is. It Even teams in the conference. And then another thing is just we talk about it all the time, but defense does travel. I mean, Northwestern now 6-4 and four on the road. Uh, it's pretty impressive. Um, but like, like Kevin just said, guys come into Maryland and want to take over a game, whether it's, hate to say, but Hunter Dickinson. Uh, you can name a guy almost every team that comes into Maryland is from the state and has something to prove. Here's a uh, here's another question that we got a bunch, which is kind of funny because we didn't really fight that often, but we we did hmm. get asked if there were any fights in practice. I know one guy in particular in this in this uh, group of four got into a little bit of a tussle. Um, besides that, I'm not. I and Travis, you can tell that story here in a second. I'm not sure that we had. That many fight. I mean, I remember I got into a. Sh- I was yelling at Mello during uh, bikes and stuff like that. If you guys remember that, when Kyle had us on the bikes in the gym and Mello got Mello and I got into it, um, <laughs> I almost beat. I almost beat his ass. Um, besides Rob Carter and Rashid Suleiman, they they had something. Anybody have anything prior to uh, to college? Anybody have any high school fights? Kev, you get in a fight in high school or anything like that? No way. I had, he didn't get in I a fight. Was a, no way. <laughs> no way. Not Disney. I did. Hey. I had a, my brother was on the team, of course. No, I had a – I was a sophomore in high school, and our coach called us all, you know, soft. Let's let's use that word. Our coach called us all soft at the end of the year because we hadn't gotten into a fight in practice. It was like this whole, like, we're not tough enough or this and that. God, you guys haven't even had a fight yet. And so then we had like we had a, we were all just like are you like are you kidding me? We had a senior on our team that year for like the last two weeks of of the season. Like every single practice, just started shoving guys. Like oh what the fuck was that? Yo, he's like he's trying to push guys. Like starting to trying to start things. So it was like okay, apparently our high school coach just like wants us to start fighting. But no, I, never I, for me, never never in college. Yeah, Travis, tee up, tee up yours because tee up, tee up your your hug session with Josh because that's all you all you sissies did. You guys sat there. You guys might even kiss midway through. I, I'm not sure. Hug session. Travis more, almost got more like an ass whooping session, record. and I wasn't getting my ass whooped. Nah, <laughs> I I think like in all seriousness, there was never no fist fights, nothing like that. Obviously, it was competitive. Guys was going at each other every day. My my personal aggressive incident. We were playing pickup, right? So. I think it was the spring or the summer. Some we're playing pickup. I don't remember who's on whose team, but all I remember is I had Bruno on my team, and then I was matched up with Ant. Ant was playing with Josh. So, Josh, great player, but Bruno was busting his ass. Like I'm talking like eight <laughs> buckets in a row. Like give me the ball, give me the ball, get out the way. Dribble, Couple dribble. Jump Bruno hook, was an dunk. animal in college, and there's no shame in that. Dude's in the league. Like he's a pro. He was always a pro. There's no shame in that. But he was cooking josh's shit and i'm over there i haven't scored a point i haven't shot the ball yet i am talking endless shit he's <laughs> killing you get him the ball again look at that shit you embarrassing everybody crazy talking shit y'all know josh he used to get a little hot right so he's he starts to get a little rod up and he's like what you say what you call me Sh- shut the fuck up you come guard me and i'm like josh i'm six two brother i'm not getting to paint guard you like you you two figure that out anyway He's still yelling at me. I'm still laughing, talking shit. Ant comes down with the ball. Josh sets a ball screen, right? So I duck and go under the screen. I'm trying to be slick and cute, whatever. 
And Josh said, what was that? Use the screen. Use the screen. Go over the screen. So I'm like, all right. Ant is dribbling the ball still, and he's giggling. He's loving it. He's antagonizing. Yeah, he, can't he can't wait. So he comes right back off the ball screen. I lowered my shoulder. Shout out Jalen Ramsey, Tyreek Hill. And I put a shoulder into Josh's chest. He was ready for it. I, ain't, I, didn't, I didn't move him crazy. He was braced for he it. All right, relax. He, he moved move. a little bit. He, he, he <laughs> relaxed. He took a, he oh, he took a little he, step back. He didn't he, move. All right, he moved a little bit. And then we got, we got all like, it was one of those like, hug fast and we're hugging each other and talking shit and everybody's running in apparently Kyle Tarp's eyes lit up and he's sprinting over there to like break it up and and I'm smiling laughing and Josh is like what is that is he, is he laughing he's smiling like a little girl I will wipe that smile off his face and I'm giggling and shit as I'm pushing me away and the awkward part is we had to lift like right after that so we both went to, we all went to the weight room we were lifting and me and him didn't say a word to each other and we were just clapping and laughing and stuff but like it was a little awkward for a minute, and, um, and, and people forget Travis is a little, a little on the petty side. So like, you wrong him one uh, time, that's you're in the you're in the doghouse for about a week to two weeks, depending on what it was. And if you really screw him, you know that's a month to two months where, and it's subtle. He's not going to tell anybody that he's not fucking with you. It's just going to be one of those things where you wake up seven days later and you're like, Travis hadn't talked to me in a week. You guys are killing me. Hey, and uh, Josh may have been open the next two games, but Trav held that dribble. He pulled it out. People, and, uh, people, might not uh, hit him. People also don't realize how much shit everybody would talk to each other during those practices and how competitive it got on that. So, like, my freshman year, we won two games in the Big Ten tournament, and then we won. We went to the Sweet Sixteen. So I always had, like, I'd say to Anthony all the time, Anthony would get shitty at me sometimes, and I'd be like, you're not even a winner. Like, you never won anything. I, I've won more games than you have. What are you talking about? You, you haven't won a single thing. And the thing I kind of liked about Anthony and kind of everybody for that matter, Kevin, you too, nobody ever was like, bro, you're a walk-on. Like, you didn't win shit. I know I didn't win shit. But it kind of used it as motivation, and that was like we were talking a couple episodes ago where everybody's on equal playing field. Bro, it's kind of just like a respect thing of everybody knows everybody's trying to get the next guy better. So we never took that besides Travis, you know, if you know somebody looked at him wrong or, you know, gave him a nut shot or something like that. <laughs> Nobody really held any grudges. Well, the, it, dynamic, it was not, the dynamic of... It was. The dynamic of practice, though, created that. It was like you had first team for the most part, you had second team, and then you always had third team and third scout team. And third team was always, it was you three, it was Tostado, it was Ken Oslander, it was Josh Tamayich, it was who was ever on red shirt. But like that was always we got to your cooking group. sometimes. So it was like, so you talk shit like, hey, yo, we just busted your guys' ass last practice and the one before that. And it was like, so then it was our turn, like, as as a guy is quote unquote like in the rotations and playing that was like not like this practice like like we're owning you guys we're going four on four in the half court doing breakdowns and like that was where all the shit talk was coming from where it wasn't like okay this practice i'm on the same team as andrew travis reese is on the other team it was always like scout team group the five of them versus like the rest of the team and so you're able to like kind of create those practice rivalries which made it fun but the thing about that too is like we we were talking a lot of shit but we we were like dead going at people like we weren't just talking to talk and do this and that like we were trying to go at dudes and kill dudes and like did we win every matchup no we occasionally lost some here and there but we we were gonna like most the the next day we're gonna wake up (laughs) Okay, uh, mm. not most of the time. Relax, big mm. big boy. The, the best moments. part, we though, had our moments. We were yeah. I and we 
We were allowed to foul, so it helped so much. I would hold Kevin and Wiggins on every curl. I would hold, and Courage would love it. He'd be like, nice, that's great, get them better. Bro, and that's another <laughs> they thing. They were not allowed to come like, off screen. I, I feel like, for the most part, everybody sees me as, like, kind of somebody that doesn't give a shit at all. But, like, practices was such a different animal for everybody. Like, there was no giggling, there's no laughing. I honestly wanted to kill Cap. Like, I wanted to kill him every single day. Not because I thought, shit, this would give would me some. I would bust that ass. <laughs> Look at this. This guy's a fucking clown, dude. He just, he just said he was giving you a purple bottom. That's insane. Hey, Kevin, if there was one if there was a one guy on the team you wanted to go at, who would it be? It was Andrew every time you came. <laughs> wow. He didn't even think you know of crazy. it. He didn't, he didn't hesitate. He said, you know I want him. I want him right there. You know what's crazy? Is there was an unspoken rule I had with all the guys. You never full court press me. You never ever full go. court press me. When when Here we go. when I get that rock, you can you can shadow guard me all the fuck you want, but do not fuck do not pressure me ninety four feet. Or it's gonna be silly. So Kevin, of course, is angry because we're beating the shit out of him. He was I'm mad as shit that day. I don't remember no, why. He was I mad was, as oh shit that gosh. day. He was angry. No, it was- we were doing it was you're being a practice hero somehow it's like we're trying to work on Uh stuff and it's like you were like just trying to beat the drill and so like we're getting cussed out and then it was one of those like like i'm making shots i'm I'm picking them up full court like and by the way before he tells this story it was not my fault but you can can continue just just (laughs) so everybody know listening to this it was not my fault. this is a great story this is one of the best stories in history so i get i get the rock out okay I'm outlet, outlet, outlet. I'm I'm yelling for it. I'm I'm ready to push that thing. I turn and Kevin's right there and he's not moving. And I look at him and he knows about the truce I have with the entire team and have had for years now. And I just look at him. I said, "We are we doing this right now?" And you're like, "Come on, dribble the ball up, dribble the ball, big boy. You know you want to be you want to be Mr. Loud guy." Come on, dribble the ball up. So I said, fuck it, this is easy. Literally just took him up the court nice and smooth. No, Didn't need a screen, didn't need any help. Easiest. I think I got it over in six seconds. I was giggling half the time. I make a quick little pass like the point guard I am to the left wing. I'm going to get my guy open with one of the hardest screens you'd ever seen in your entire life. Kevin being Mr. Big Puss Cake, you know, pissy pants, all angry that day. Gives me a shove as I'm setting the screen. Of course, my Oof. foot gets caught underneath Josh's <laughs> dumbass foot. And when I tell you my knee was flat on the ground, <laughs> Drew started screaming. screaming. It's broke. It's broke. I broke it. It's over. Exploded. I broke it. I'm done. No, my shit was so fucked. And I remember okay. right when I felt that thing, I felt my shin hit the fucking floor as I was standing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for context, this guy, was like, he dribbled the ball up the court, passed it to the wing, and did a typical, like, hey, you pass to the wing, you cut through, the point guard clears out. As he's cutting through the paint, it's typical, like, hey, I'm on defense, you jump to the ball, you don't let a face cut you. Give him a little shot to the chest as he's cutting through. No. Him and Josh just were running by each other at the same time. And he stepped on his foot and just, it was like a bag of freaking rocks. Like, he went down right away, clutching his ankle. Like, right away, it was like the eyes went to me like I had just shot his dog in front of him. 
and it was like I was the worst person in the world. He, Bro, he was laid like, out. He's about to pass out. You was laid out on the court like you about to pass out like this. Like, it's <laughs> broke. He just kept. <laughs> bro, he kept out everybody. It's broke. Bro. It's broke. was like, shut it's up. Was broken. broken. Hey, Drew was out for the next nine months. I was gonna say, I still. You know what's crazy? I still have zero feeling in my left toes from that injury. Like right now, all- I'm like sitting here. Like I've stubbed my toe so bad. That like people are like holy shit, and I was like I didn't even, I didn't even feel it because because my so called best friend picked me up ninety four feet. <laughs> I for will no say I will say as an objective third party, I didn't see the play itself because I think I got the ball, but in in two years I never ever saw Kev pick up full court like that another time. But that one, bro, that time he was in Drew shit like ninety four feet like oh I, that's how you knew he was pissed. Did you see anybody ever in the history of Maryland basketball pick me up full court? Ever? <laughs> not like that. Not like that. Even Ant ruined, would like pressure you a little bit, turn you a little bit. He was not. Kevin was throwing elbows in your gut all the way up the court. Well, that was that was the other reason I felt bad is because, of course, I'm like, all right, the one time I pick up full court, Andrew goes down <laughs> season-ending injury. Uh, <laughs> so that was the other reason I felt bad. To this day, it was not my fault. It wasn't. You stepped on Josh's foot. <laughs> With zero contact for me, you just wanted to you just wanted to put it on me. But hey, bro, the the worst knows. part of that was we just got those brand new Steph Curry's that like hugged your your foot and went past your ankles. Bro, they had to bring out the chainsaw to cut the shoe off because my foot was so fat. And then I remember, bro, I'm I'm sitting in my I get to uh, the varsity again. Shout out room. I'm um, shout out two twenty one, and I, like. I don't even know how to explain this, but, like, I could not do anything. Like, I couldn't get in the shower. I couldn't do shit. So I'm laying in the shower. My foot's up and out of the shower. And it is the size of Frankenstein. And then I hear my my front door open. Then I hear walking around. And I hear my bathroom door open. And it's it's Kev's dumbass smiling, looking at me like, "Are you okay? I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that." I was like, "No, you no." His do first it. words were probably, "It's not my fault." Yeah. You know, you know, you definitely say sorry, <laughs> bro. It, it, sorry. it literally was one of the first things he said. Was just like, "Dude, I did not mean for that to happen at all." <laughs> he it, no, you know what his actual first word was? I know you think, I know you think that was my fault. <laughs> But it wasn't. And here's why. And he's like, give me a diagram of the plate. And he's like, look at the picture. Look at the picture. Um, okay. Now, real fast, rapid fire, because that, that was a long story. Uh, rapid fire. Worst away locker room and why? Kev, first, go. Penn State, because the arena was huge and you had a closet of a locker room. Trav. Penn State, because they would play the RAR every 10 seconds and everybody's got so pissy and pissed off in that locker room. Reese? Locker room Rutgers, because I don't think they changed that carpet in there since it was built. <laughs> that thing was like a prison cell. <laughs> I, 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 mine's a little different at Indiana because my freshman year, Diamond Stone, 
clogged the toilet so bad we actually couldn't <laughs> stay in the locker room. We had to we had to have pregame and postgame. That's how long it lingered in the hallway. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, and of course his dumb ass is just sitting there laughing. We just got beat by twenty and he's giggling, talking about do you think they flushed it yet? <laughs> I'm like, bro, bro, shut up. Uh okay. Uh this is this is one of the last ones. Reese, this is directed at you, man. And it's because you're so it's because you're softer than wet bread. Um I had a guy send me a DM and he said, I was at UCLA game and Reese was back to the back wall <laughs> in the nosebleeds. And he said the question was That's nasty. This is nasty. This is nasty. And he's in his this you know what's even crazier? The guy said you are in your full warm up and 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 shorts from from your playing days. So he asked me the question. He said, Do players do ex players get seniority in getting seating? Like if if we wanted to go back and get tickets, I told him I said absolutely I mean I'm sitting feet on the floor. Every fucking time. Now, Reese, Reese, Reese that guy's next to God. There's a, there's a reason right. he's up next to God. Up there. next to Mother Let me Mary. know what I can answer. Let me know what I can answer. Go ahead, Reese. Get, you, tell All us right. your truth, man. Before I answer, if you're watching this on YouTube, you got to look at Drew's sweatshirt. We've gone on this sweatshirt. It's got to be 12 years old, and he's still wearing it. But back to back to the question. You look that like game a coach, against Reese. You. Literally, you look like All a right. coach. Hey. I am coaching state playoffs tomorrow night. All right. You're about to get whooped. Back You're about to get 30 Reese, Reese came on the camera half crying, half sweating because practice was so hard on him. They were so mean to him. Because little Tommy These kids cussed just him won't out. listen to me. Reese told him to play hard and dive on the floor. Little Tommy says, shut the fuck up. Hey, Reese is that coach that leads you. by example, and he says, I take charges. Come hit me. Come hit me. And every kid on the, on the team just punches him in the nuts. Uh, you two would definitely start on my bench. That's, that's all I know. <laughs> this guy doesn't want to win. He's not a winner. <laughs> but the UCLA game, the reason I was at the top is because I asked, I asked uh, Chris for tickets, and I got, I think I got two of them, and I was rotating seats with my friends. I had like five friends come, oh, so yeah. I wasn't going to not sit with them. So then I would go up and sit with them at the top, and I did. Oh, that wasn't a top. joke? But, it was actually at the top? Yeah. Oh, Part no. Part of the game, I was sitting up top. I was you were actually sitting friends. next to but, God in your own gym. But I'm not going to, I'm going to kid you not, uh, Chris will do me, he, my seats won't be as good as if like a Kevin, I mean, you saw Daryl's front row. My seats, my seats are good behind the bench normally, but that game UCLA, I said, like, if I can't get that many, it's fine. And I was switching with friends up top, but I was up top. I was Bro, up here's top. the That's direct quote. Went like that. That's crazy. I was in utter. Let that happen. Be I was in utter shock to see him next to me with the common man using binoculars to see the floor. <laughs> Reese. You've got a, you have a banner hanging there. You've won a Big Ten. You literally have 20, 2019 team hanging, and you were higher than the actual banner. As a grown That's man, cool. as a grow, as a grown yeah, man in twenty twenty three, you cannot go like that. I guess I didn't do enough. I didn't do enough to be great at Maryland. I guess that's great. All right. Here's our last question. Two and one. Favorite food spot in College Park, Maryland? Favorite or where did I go the most? Chipotle, Pan Express were Jesus, all the Kev. time. <laughs> uh, we're just Nando's? talking. Now you're just no, no. naming chains. 
<laughs> Chipotle. Marathon, <laughs> Marathon Deli. We're not Nando's talking your favorite restaurant, period. We're talking in college. <laughs> they put Nando's they put pineapple on their chicken sandwich. Stop it. Yeah, that was the best. Those best shout best out, shout out Justin Jackson. Nando's Paranese. That Paranese yeah, was, was crazy. I, I hated Nando's. That place was trash. <laughs> what's, your, what's your answer, big guy? Tough guy? Eat straight, Mc, straight McDonald's. <laughs> When eating, I didn't eat <laughs> pizza. <laughs> pizza bullies. We used to. We used to. Uh, oh my god, we'd crush pizza bullies. Yeah, if we got home from a away trip at like three a.m., it was pizza bullies every day of the week. That shit was fire. The funniest uh, part from- about our team too, with all living next to each other, was if anybody got food, and it was like if you walked into someone's room and they had food on the table, it was like. You didn't get me any. It was like, are you are you kidding me? It was like, it was like, yes, yeah, sorry, you didn't I hit text you forty minutes chat? ago to, right? Anthony Cowan. Every single time, if you had food in front of that guy and you didn't tell him about it, it was like he wouldn't talk to you the rest of the day. Bro, you would hear the same noise every single time. Bro, bro, you didn't. <laughs> bro, all right, I see how you're doing it, Drew. All right, all right. <laughs> that's all right, that's this crazy. guy. Is, that's crazy. <laughs> I, hey, I'm not gonna tell you who sneaked this, but somebody sneaked this. <laughs> Same shit every fucking yeah, then he time. Found the, the king of the king of opening cereal and then just leaving it wide open on the counter, coming back bro, or, to, two days later, like, food. bro, why is this stale, bro? Like, like, he just didn't get it. It took him like three years to figure out that cereal went stale if you left it open. Ants, Ants, also the only kid I know who washed his socks, like in in the actual. You know how you like bundle your socks when they're clean, and you wash them separately. Like he washed it <laughs> bundled at all times. And I said, "Why do you do that? There's no way one they get clean, two dry." And he said, "Otherwise, I'd lose the sock." Are you an idiot? Why was you watching my man do his laundry like that? Why was you clocking my man in his laundry <laughs> like that? He's a creep, bro. You guys are acting <laughs> like I didn't, laundry, with, bro, you didn't. I didn't live with the guy for three years. Re- <laughs> Shut up, show. Reese. How many how many times you wash that sweatshirt? <laughs> that's crazy. We got we got to end the podcast crazy? now. We got to end it now. Nah, you know it's, it's crazy. Get ugly. You know it's crazy. I literally I was on Facetime the other day and Reese answered the Facetime. Right, he he propped his little phone up. He's sitting there ironing his khakis for his game. Uh-huh. I'm talking about a coach. That guy's a fucking loser. <laughs> If you iron your khakis, this guy doesn't make up anything. Cut this the tape. This guy's word this guy said. His Cut the camera off. Cut the camera off now. It's getting ugly. Shh. He's he's steam pressing his khakis, making sure they're ready. Talking about these boys don't know how to do this. <laughs> he's so shook. He's just make fabricating evidence at this point. Oh man, this cut insane. the evidence. All right, uh, we got to get we got to be done with this. Otherwise, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a rant about. Kev breaking my ankle for another three hours. Um, all right, this is another episode of Old Terps Podcast. These are the episodes we like. A lot of storytelling, a lot of just having fun. You see Kevin, he's kicked back, relaxed, acting like he's not in Oklahoma City. I mean, it's the worst city of all time. I've been that there sucks. twice. I absolutely hate it. Thank God I'm not him. Thank God we are us. How great are we? This is the end of the episode of Old Terps Podcast. Subscribe, smash that like button, follow us for more, and we'll be back next week. Let's go, Terps. Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. 
We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.